Hey, it's me, Stuart of the Flophouse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I'm one Bursting of Bursting into people's ears. <laughs> hey! Yeah, like, a, uh, like if Porky Pig was at the beginning of the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> More people would watch uh, Looney Tunes. <laughs> Looney yeah, that's Tunes? what it, that's what it is. Cool. That's Tunes. why they got canceled. <laughs> Looney Tunes got canceled because not enough people were watching. Yeah, no, yeah. no, uh, Porky in the front. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Porky in the front, party in the back. Gross, dude. I was trying to keep a clean podcast for a change. So I am one of the three hosts of the Flophouse Podcast. Joined with me are my two co-hosts, who will introduce themselves now. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Elliot Kalin. That's right. Himself. That guy from the Flophouse. How'd they get me? I'm always here. Thanks. Now, now tonight we're... Now, uh, Stuart, have you said your name? Oh, yeah. Because I don't I'm, think you have. I think I said I was Stuart from the Flophouse. Stuart Wellington. Uh, not you yeah, but you did change Pankin your last name to from the Flophouse. Stuart from the Flophouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legally. Um, so we're a podcast about bad movies normally, but you're tuning into one of our mini episodes, which we're recording tonight, and we are not going to be what we doing what we normally do, which is watching a bad movie then reviewing it. No, no, no. We are doing something special because as you guys can you guys I'm sure have been checking your calendars, it is mm-hmm. the nine month anniversary of the now classic Flophouse Mini. So we are doing the next episode. That's right. Tonight we are doing two boy talking tube to two dudes. Tonight, that's right. Uh, I was literally I was thinking about this the other day for random re- reasons and could not remember the full title. I could not bring uh-huh. it into my mind. So can you say it again? Well, now, yeah, it's two boy talking tube to two dudes tonight. That's right. Because let's just break this down. It's the that's right that I always forget. Uh-huh. The <laughs> Let's break this down. Two boy, that's me, Stuart Wellington. Uh, yeah. The two dudes. Uh, of the is, flop house. Yep, is Dan and Elliot from the flop house. Uh, yeah. Talking tube means we're going to be talking boob tube. We're not talking movies. We're talking about the small screen. That's oh. right. Things you can watch on your phone. And then we're going to be doing it tonight. <laughs> and it's all right because we're going to be doing it and you can't stop us. Uh, unless you turn off the podcast, which would make me very bummed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty easy way to stop us. You can do it with Don't, the, don't say that, a Dan. They're gonna Literally do it a, a button that's that is a stop button. You now, know? Stuart, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention before. Oh, what, it's uh, two boy talking to two dudes <laughs> tonight. That's right. Which anniversary are we at? Uh, nine months. Nine months. Nine months. So, if you, had, if you had, so for anyone who conceived on the night that the, we first did this, uh-huh. now the baby is here. Take Congratulations. It, take, take it to the hospital. <laughs> Quite possible. It was an exciting night. It's an overlong title. Okay, so we're talking TV, guys. We're not talking movies. So, of course... The first thing that everybody wants to talk about, that's right, mm-hmm. the Emmys. The Emmys were a thing that happened recently. Awards <laughs> no, were given out to different shows. Recently, I mean, it's uh, recently in terms of a few weeks. I mean, it's not recent uh-huh, in that it's geologic like... geologic okay. scale. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess, yeah. good point. I, you pulled that one on me last time. On the geologic scale, it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Yes. So uh, let, let's just start this off. I'm going to start with Outstanding Comedy Series. Mm. The winner was... Ted Lasso. Mm. What do you think, Dan? <laughs> well, uh, I, I didn't follow the Emmys at all this year. Okay. Uh, well, now it's your chance. Uh, so I have no we're idea. Just, we're just rapping. You don't have to I'm be an saying, expert. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know what else was nominated, so I cannot. Oh, oh, I I got it right here, Dan. Okay, it, there it you was go. Up against, it was up against Blackish, uh-huh. Cobra Kai. Sure. Emily and Perry. Mm-hmm. The Flight Attendant. Hacks, 
The Kaminsky Method, which <laughs> I swear is not a real show. <laughs> yeah, okay. You you can there's nothing you can say to convince me that this is an actual show that I can watch. Uh, and Pen15. Okay, well, with the caveat that I have not seen Pen15, which I understand is very good, uh, I <laughs> I would say that of that crop, it mm-hmm. certainly deserved it. The only re- way I was going to say it didn't is that it is of that kind of comedy that is often more uh, gently amusing than laugh out loud funny. Like, I enjoy being with the characters more than I... Have a hearty belly laugh and based entirely on not having watched it, but impressions you've had from people talking about it. No, I'm talking about La- Ted Lasso. No, oh, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah, yeah. You have watched. Yeah, it. I have watched that show. I'm saying the only reason I wouldn't have possibly said that it was the best of that Motley Crew is mm-hmm. maybe if you were arguing that it wasn't enough of a comedy. Now, if it was Motley Crew, which member of the band would Ted Lasso be? <laughs> that's actually a really good... That's <laughs> I was going to say that for a later segment, but oh, we can oh, sorry, do it sorry. right now. Uh, yeah, is it Nikki Six, Dan, or is it... Yeah, it is. Since that's the only member of Motley Crew, I would have been able or to... Or would it be Tommy Lee, because they have the same initials. Tommy Lee, wow. Ted Lasso, same initials. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wow. Crack uh, the code, the Bible code. Uh, Elliot, do you have any opinions okay. on this? Have I haven't any? seen, to be honest, I haven't seen most of those shows. I still haven't seen Ted Lasso. Um, my boss's wife, uh, my boss's husband works for that show, so I can't, uh, even if I had seen it, I wouldn't say anything negative about it. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay. The, but I haven't seen it yet. But I will say, Dan, that uh, gentle comedy that is not laugh out loud funny but is kind of pleasant is kind of where, it seems to be kind of where comedy is right now in a lot yeah. of ways uh, after Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. which is a fine show that I enjoy, mm-hmm. swept last year, uh-huh. but it's not yep. a show where I watch it and I'm like, I cannot wait to have my sides split open from laughter. It's a show yeah. where I'm like, this is going to be fun. Know. This is going to be fun. I mean, I know what you're saying, but like, I think that the the the, the actors were so talented in creating those specific characters that I would laugh heartily at a lot of it, even if, yeah, maybe... Maybe uh, joke writing wasn't that show's strongest suit. I mean, I think, and it, but I think it's a really well that show is a really well written show. It's a really well performed show. I love everybody on it. It's more. I think it's just not what they're they're not going for a show that is like Thirty Rock, where it's like yeah. hitting you over the head with punchlines constantly. You know, literally punching you in the face with jokes. And I yep, said literally constantly. because it's not a metaphor. The, the <laughs> Tina Fey's hand wow. reaches out of the screen and punches you with a joke every time. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen Ted Lasso yet. Video drone thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what happens in Videodrome. Was there James was just like, I can't take all these jokes. The new flesh is too funny. <laughs> I uh, obviously, obviously, the problem is that the best comedy show, What We Do in the Shadows, was not even nominated, which is a bummer. Well, it was not it eligible happens. that year. The, the, this oh, past it wasn't. Year. Yeah, because uh, too of many its broadcast. vampires. Oh, okay. yeah, they, they they passed a vampire role because of its broadcast <laughs> schedule. Too many vampires. Like, oh no, those vampires are going to show up on yeah. uh, when we film them for the Emmys. <laughs> we can't yeah. have, Jesse Thorne came in and made sure that no Draculas were allowed. Mm-hmm. There were two. They had, there were two issues. One was, yeah, if they win. You're just going to see an empty stage because the Draculas are not. And then a award trophy that floats in the air because yeah. they don't show up on film or video. Uh-huh. But also because 
you don't want that many vampires loose in a in amongst Hollywood's brightest stars. No. They're just gonna go crazy with no. the eating and the blood sucking. And then yeah, what's the only Hollywood happen? vampires I want is a celebrity rock and roll band fe- <laughs> featuring Johnny Depp and a couple other turds. I mean, counterpoint, Elliot. If you have <laughs> what, a bunch of vampires, called, what, wait, what if the band was called Johnny Depp and a couple other turds? <laughs> <laughs> I, then I I would assume they're all vampires and just trying to throw me off the scent by talking about turds. <laughs> Come on in. There's no vampires here. Just a bunch of hard. Harmless turds. Now, counterpoint, <laughs> Elliot, to what you're saying. Uh, you know, if 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 it's a celebration of of Hollywood's best and brightest, maybe unleashing vampires would just ensure that those people would stay young and vital forever. Mm-hmm. It's certainly easier than having to CGI digital ghost versions of them forever yeah. and ever. I guess that's true. I mean, the the question is: Are the vampires going to bite them and make them part of their flock, mm-hmm. or are they going to tear them apart in an orgy yeah. of bloodlust? You know, what, you, kind, of, what just, kind of vamps are we talking? Exactly. That's too big. It's too big a question mark for a professional award ceremony. Guys, we no, got to move true. on. We've okay. only we've only scratched the surface of this. But I thought I mean, this was two guys stuff. talking teeth tonight, <laughs> vampires mm-hmm. specifically. Uh-huh. All right, tonight. That's <laughs> right. We'll be talking vamps later. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, so we <laughs> the uh, after show talking vamps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next is outstanding drama series. Winner is mm-hmm. the Crown. Mm. The the story, and of course, the television adaptation of Larry Crown starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> haven't seen the movie, haven't seen the show, don't know how accurate it is. Yeah, again, this is one where I ha- I've not seen any of the Crown, so I can't I will say this, the this show, of that program. This show richly deserved the award for outstanding show that my wife falls asleep to while I do the dishes in the other <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so it was up against The Boys, mm. uh, Bridgerton, The Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Pose. This is us. Uh, well, seeing as of those shows, I only have seen all of the second season of The Boys, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like the Mandalorian. I saw a couple episodes of, but not this new. Yeah, season. I've, I've only seen the, a couple episodes of the Mandalorian. I've seen all of the first season of Pose, but I only just started the second season, which is the one this award would be for. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I haven't. It's it. What's that sticks out to me the most is This Is Us being on there because there's like, yeah. is that the only network show on the list? I think it. Mm, uh, yes. Uh, and let, yeah, I guess FX doesn't count as a network show. I would call. Well, I mean, cable. I mean, non-cable, non-streaming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, like, yeah. The boys uh, was a fine show to fold my laundry to. I wouldn't. I don't think I would nominate it for. Well, it an, did an win. Enemy. It did. I certainly win. think the second season is an improvement over the first season. Uh, it won outstanding drama at the Foldies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that just other? forms of entertainment that you fold things during yeah yeah i mean there's there's television film music mm. uh someone reading a newspaper article or magazine article toward okay. to you sounds weird, like no, po- no podcast category very strange a real weird oversight for the foldies yeah you would yeah. think uh so it sounds like we have some really firm opinions on this category let's just jump ahead to <laughs> outstanding limited I mean, or you're really anthology seeing, you're, series you're Go really on, seeing how, how little television we seem to be watching in our regular mm-hmm. lives but yep. continue okay this yeah. is limited series or minimal series yep uh, the winner is the Queen's Gambit. Mm. Uh, uh, other other shows in the okay. in the category. Other other nominees. I may destroy you. Mayor O. Easttown. <laughs> the Underground Railroad. 
WandaVision. Uh-huh. I mean, Queen's Gambit and WandaVision are the only ones of the series where I've seen all of both oh, of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I saw a little bit of Underground Railroad, and I thought that was good, too. And I saw a little bit of, uh, what was some of the other a, ones? I May Destroy You is great. It and is I may destroy super you. intense. Well, so that thing, we watch the first episode, and every time we're about to watch the second episode, we're like, do we really have it? We're tired. Do we really have it in us? to watch this show right now yeah like i it's this yeah i this is so weird to realize that in previous days when there was no pandemic i would have seen i think more of the things that were big uh-huh. than now like i just haven't found myself watching television the same way i don't know like i saw all of wandavision and then we watched the queen's gambit like i don't know about half of it and neither of us seem to be like quite excited enough to push through the end. Oh, I really like, like the Queen's Gambit. I found the, I found the very ending of it to be kind of anticlimactic, but I like the. I Queen's mean, Gambit I a lot. certainly like the outfits and the hotel rooms. Yeah, well, that, I mean, the, the, the design, the production design looked, and so much of that I'm sure was also like um, mixing real sets with CGI recreation. You know, yeah. of 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 the time period, get, which is get but Todd Vizieri to weigh in on that one. Uh, I I. The production design was beautiful. The, the the clothes were beautiful. I love Anya Taylor-Joy and basically everything I've seen her in. I thought the supporting you, cast was great You've never mentioned well, that before, Dan. But have I? I, I remember, but, uh, you, I remember you, you did start the hashtag, not my princess peach, trending on Twitter. So that seems to go against what you're saying. But, like, can't she be normal now? <laughs> but but I also got this feeling from that show that it's like a deeply silly show that was trying to pretend it was important. Oh, I don't know about that. I think it was it was a show that was a, I think maybe attempting to hide how melodramatic it was at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it's funny that it and Wandavision were both uh, were both nominated because Wandavision is a superhero show and the Queen's Gambit is a chess drama that kind of takes the form of a superhero, superhero show yeah. in a way yep. where like yep. her superpower is chess and yeah. um the and, and uh there's something funny about a and and she builds her kind of like team of of her support team of uh of mm-hmm. side heroes and stuff like that but yeah um yeah I don't know I haven't seen most of the other ones I watched the first yeah, episode I mean, of Mayor of Town and I was like mm, I don't I don't think I'm into murder shows these days yeah I don't want to be taking but, the wrong. But the accents, dude, and Guy Pierce with long hair. That if it was just called Guy Pierce with long hair, and it was just him going around doing stuff, taking his shirt off, putting it back on, I'd watch that show every so episode. I, yeah, I did the thing that I I do a lot, and when I was watching, uh, not to be too much of a spoiler, but there is a romantic uh, relationship between Guy Pierce and Kate Winslet. So I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, how old are they really? And uh, obviously, Guy Pierce is a little bit older, uh, but he, and he also plays his age in this show, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but the weird thing is, both of them as opposed have this, you mean as opposed to Prometheus, where he played a man who was seventy years older than him. That's uh, the, uh, a a beautiful <laughs> swing, and some might say it's a miss. I would not. I think there was a swing and a hit. It was the best choice of that movie to make. That the majority of screen time uh, that Guy Pierce had in Prometheus, he was. Caked in old age makeup. <laughs> caked in, in what appeared to be layers of Elmer's glue that had mugged oh, yeah. dry one at a time. On, but uh, you were saying, so he's playing his age. But what I but the interesting thing is both he and Kate Winslet have the exact same birthday. Isn't that fun? Uh, Isn't that a fun fact? You know that uh, every day when they walked on set, they went, birthday pals. They uh-huh. pointed at each other and they go, hey, I, birthday twin. How are you doing? I'm good, birthday I, twin. Uh-huh. I want to jump way back only for fear of being uh, misunderstood and having... Uh, 
angry uh, kings queens gambit heads coming at me. I, I don't uh, <laughs> gambos. I hope that they happens. call themselves. Yeah. No, they call <laughs> themselves gambos, which is bad because Michael Gambon's fans also call themselves gambos. <laughs> so it's it's hard, you know. I just want to make clear that like I actually really enjoy sort of the melodrama of it all. I my problem was more that I felt like it took some silly like shortcuts in the storytelling, uh, but. But I like how like it's a handsomely mounted uh, you know melodrama that we is which is a thing we don't get enough of. That's true. Uh, I think so. Dan Safey's on base. You cannot be mad at him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can't so, cancel him. Not Uncancel him. Yeah. So that's going to wrap up our not Emmy loud. segment. We have one more segment. Or, well, not one more. We have a couple more. The next segment, of course, <laughs> is called oh, What Are We Watching? This is the segment where we talk about shows that we're watching. Uh, lately, I'll go first. Uh, I mentioned What We Do in the Shadows. New season. It's great. I love that show. Can't get yeah, enough. Great Give season, me more great vamp, show. vamp, vamps. Uh, I also, uh, I was talking to Elliot about this, but when I work out. I got to have something on in the background. I got to watch something when I work out. Lately, I've been wa watching those Peaky Bees, you know, the Peaky Blinders, uh, starring <laughs> Killian Murphy, beautiful short king. I love that guy. Uh, don't know if I buy him as like a scary mobster guy, but whatever. He's cool. And he's gorgeous. He's the I love scarecrow, him. Stuart. How could you not? Come on. What's not scary about him? He's, well, like, he's I don't, the scarecrow. I, don't see, I have trouble buying him as like a war hero tough guy when he's like, he's like 5'7 and a gorgeous angel of a man with a beautiful voice. Uh, mm. Like, I feel like he'd be walking around the streets of Birmingham and people would be like, who is this? Who's this beautiful ghost? Um, <laughs> uh, and, but, and, but I love those haircuts and I love that it's a lot of slow motion guys walking around in three piece suits. Like, oh man, can't get enough of that shit. And uh, have you ever, and they have this uh, house band that's really great. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. He does the, <laughs> he does the theme song. Dan, you know what I'm talking about. You're a peaky bee head, right? <laughs> Guess yeah, not. Uh, and then, of course, I've been watching. Uh, they call themselves the fans call themselves peaky beekeepers. It, that would make sense. Uh, it's all about uh, headgear. <laughs> uh, and the other thing I've been watching, of course, I'm almost done with Mike Flanagan's uh, Midnight Mass, uh, another Mike Flanagan horror series. Uh, spoiler: There's vampires in it. Uh, I like it a lot, but it's like a lot of Mike Flanagan stuff where it's like, this would be great if it had about 50% monologues. I don't know if you, did you guys watch Hill House or uh, Blythe Manor? Uh, I started watching Hill House and I, w and I, um, I, I just didn't quite get into it. It just wasn't, it was a little, it was a little, um, too super serious for me, I think. Yeah, I feel like every time there's action, it gets interrupted with, like, two characters telling some long monologue about some shit. And it's like, I get it. I understand that it's just – it feels a little self-serious, and it it's like it, – it to me, it hurts the pacing. Uh, but whatever. And also, uh, like, I feel like it's padding. Paddington? Uh, it's Paddington. Midnight Mass is probably the main thing that I have – watched lately and uh i don't know i didn't have the, the same problem i mean i i the, i will say that i see that it is there i see that the the show is almost entirely made up of people monologuing to one another yes uh but it's not a thing that bothers me because i think that by and large they're interesting well-written well-performed monologues and so i just sort of Accept it as the style, especially because it's about, you know, like, 
like uh, religion, so it just feels like yeah. people trading sermons of different kinds. Well, yeah, and it like the theme of of like uh, a personal faith and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think I think that that all that stuff's all cool. I just wish it it moved at a, a little better clip in regards to that stuff. Like no, I, I love all the I world building. Seen it. I haven't seen. It. I know Dan loves monologues, though. Usually with late night shows, he watches the first ten minutes, and then just turns uh, them off. Then, yeah, yeah, same thing with Marin. Um, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and the other thing with uh, the other thing with Midnight Mass, of course, I love that we got uh, we got mega hunk Rahul Kohli in it, and this time he's doing an American accent, and he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, okay, uh, Elliot, what have you been watching lately? Uh, I haven't been watching a lot. Of, I mean, the problem is I work in television, but I like to watch movies kind of more than television. So if I have a chance, yeah. I'm going to watch a, a movie more often. Um, mm-hmm. But let's see. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, we've been watching Pose. We just started the second season. That's a show I liked the first season of a lot. Uh-huh. It's a very Ryan Murphy show in that it is everything about it is on the nose. There's nothing subtle about it whatsoever. And anytime mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's an interesting metaphor, a character just comes out and says it right afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I'm still been Have you watched any – have you seen any of Impeachment – no, I haven't yet. I, I, I'm curious about it, but I haven't seen There's, it yet. It's every opportunity to put makeup effects on a character. They take it. <laughs> and I'm, it's wild that they ma- that they managed to make Clive Owen have less charisma than Bill Clinton, which, I mean, Bill Clinton has a lot of charisma, but Clive Owen, you know, with uh, under a giant nose and whatnot, just can't keep up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the – I'm trying to think what I started. I watched the first half of the first episode of uh, Squid Game. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, sweeping the, the nation. It's sweeping the nation, and I will say uh, that one of the, it has so far one of the things that I like about Korean movies. I've watched a lot of Korean movies, and so one of the things I like about it is that the characters will just suddenly yell at each other, and you don't expect yeah. it. Like, it, like <laughs> characters of Korean movies are always on the verge of just hollering at at each other uh, out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> but uh, and I really like that. And I I, <laughs> I mentioned this to uh, some coworkers of mine who are of Korean descent, and they were like, yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> um, the, but yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen too much. I feel like I'm I'm stuck in this cycle where uh, the writers' room that I'm working in right now, everyone seems to watch the hit show, the hot shows right away, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen them yet. And then by the time I watch them, everybody's on to a different show, which seems to be the way television works now. Is you kind yeah. of like gobble it up really fast and then forget about it. Like uh, until. WandaVision, I think, until you mentioned it was nominated, I kind of forgot that I had seen that this year, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I feel like a, a lot of uh, a lot of media, at least the way I, I feel a lot of folks consume, and myself included, consume media. It's With me, it's a lot of like with uh, music. I I Every year I'm like, man, I haven't listened to that much music this year. And then I go through my band camp thing and I'm like, holy shit, I bought like 100 albums. <laughs> yeah, we seem, to be, we seem to be at a point in the cycle now where – even if the media itself is not disposable content-wise, it is dis- it is used disposably. Like we're kind of like speeding through stuff. But I, I wonder if that's if that's probably a side effect of feeling like there's so much out there that we like don't have time to waste sitting on it. Uh-huh. You know, I wonder. Or just the feeling like you know, I just have too many hours in the day, too much time to exist on this planet. That unlike uh, the some people are concerned that the that time is passing too quickly and you're, we're getting old so quickly, I don't think that's the case. I think we all have plenty of time to just chill out and watch a bunch of shit. <laughs> I so, think this is nope. I mean, it's I can't tell how sarcastic wait, you're being. What? It feels semi sarcastic, yeah. but it's certainly not true for me. Yeah. You know, with that in I mean, mind, I didn't get to 
I didn't get to have lunch today because I was too busy. So that so that's where my TV watching is at. You know, but, Ellie, you gotta switch to you gotta switch to doing like protein shakes, maybe a salad. You gotta do something. You gotta. Well, bulk the problem up, is that I have duck confit every day, and I gotta get it done right. <laughs> So if I don't have the time to make it work, I'm just not going to do it, you know, but that's because that's my lunch of choice. It's delicious, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, you like what you like. So uh, interestingly enough, the Flophouse, including this episode, is uh, sponsored in part by our sponsor, who is explained about in a second by Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Is explained about it? Yeah, sure. That's one way we could have done it. Yeah, thank you, uh, our sponsor, <laughs> Dan. Why don't you uh, lift the curtain and reveal who the sponsor is this week? <laughs> this week's secret sponsor is Squarespace. What? Yeah, that's right. So if you had Squarespace on your cards that we sent out in uh, this Sunday's circular. <laughs> the Sunday circular just... <laughs> secret sponsor sweepstakes, Squarespace. <laughs> just mail that in, uh, and maybe you too could uh, check out Squarespace, because with Squarespace, you can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can blog or publish content. You can sell products and services of all kinds and much, much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful, customizable templates created by world-class designers, everything optimized for mobile right out of the box, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, and free and secure hosting. So why don't you go to squarespace.com flop for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, Use the offer code FLOP to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Perfect. You nailed it. So, Do that. Good uh, job, Dan. Great great tee up, Stuart, and great – you knocked it out of the park, Dan. Mm-hmm. And I did a great job telling you you both great. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah great cheerleading, Elliot. I'm Lisa Hannawalt. And I'm Emily Heller. Nine years ago, we started a podcast to try and learn something new every episode. Things have gone a little off the rails since then. <laughs> Tune in to hear about low stakes neighborhood drama, gardening, the sordid, nasty underbelly of the horse girl lifestyle, hot sauce, <laughs> addiction to TV, and sweaty takes on celebrity culture, and the weirdest, grossest stuff you can find on wikipedia.org. We'll read all of it no matter how gross. <laughs> There's something for everyone on our podcast, Baby Geniuses, hosted by us, two horny adult idiots. Hang out with us as we try and fail to retain any knowledge at all. Every other week on Maximum Fun. A man goes to the doctor and says that he's depressed and that life seems cruel. The doctor says, ah, the treatment is simple. The great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him and you will surely feel better. The man bursts into tears and says, but doctor, I am Pagliacci. Ah, okay, says the doctor. In which case, try listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award winning comedy podcast and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so uh, we got two more segments and we'll try and make Uh these a little bit quick because I know you guys were really into the what are you watching segment? So today, uh, tonight we're going to do a little segment I like to call bingeable or cringeable. Uh-huh. I love it. I was hoping it was going to rhyme. So guys, let me down. Uh, yeah, this, it would be disappointing this... if, it, if the title was bingeable or not bingeable. That would have been disappointing. Bingeable uh, or fungible. 
almost rhymes. <laughs> or spingeable. I'm sorry I couldn't come up with a word. <laughs> so, uh, in this segment, I'm going to list the name of a popular television program, and you are going to have to tell me whether you consider it to be bingeable or cringeable. Mm. First show. The Great British Baking Show, or Bake Off, depending on where you watch it. Bingeable or cringeable, guys? Uh, I, to me, this is highly bingeable. I love this show. Uh, I watched much of it when it first came to Netflix, but I've fallen off because it was very confusing in the early days uh, which series were which. <laughs> you were like, Netflix, what are they doing? I don't understand. Too much well, continuity. Netflix, Netflix only bought like seasons later on. So then I wanted to see the earlier ones, but the early oh. ones were like different, like format, not as good. So I understand why Netflix started where they are. And then now they've got new hosts. So I fell off, but good show. Uh, bingeable. Yeah, certainly really? bingeable. It's it's like, uh, you know, I feel the same way about it that I do about like HGTV shows where I'm like, put it on, let it keep running, do something else while it's up mm-hmm. there, check in every now and then. Oh, that's charming. Well. Off we go. Ooh, that that marzipan didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I'll that check back in a That cookie's got a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what Christopher Walken yells with <laughs> <laughs> his psychic powers. <laughs> the cookie's got to break. <laughs> the cookie's going to break. The cookie <laughs> is going to break. Uh, okay, It's a dead so. zone reference for anyway, everyone at home, dead zone. Also, uh, the great, great great British baking zone is what I guess uh, what you would call it. Dead yeah. zone, I think they made a TV show out of that too, right? They did. I think it was Anthony Ooh. Michael Hall who was it playing was. Oh, Hall, yeah. wow, cool. Similar similar styles. He uh, played, he played, he played. He played a sports columnist, a D zone. The D stands for dead. Oh, okay. That guy yeah. just can't get away from weird science. You know what I mean? You know? I mean, he can. He's done do, lots of other no, things. I, and, I do I mean, know he just runs mean. into other science that's weird. Weird science <laughs> experiments, yeah. Okay, so the next show, guys, next television program. This one's on uh, Hot Out of the Ovens over at HBO Max. That's oh. right. F Boy Island. The F stands for fuck. Uh huh. F Boy Island. Bingeable or cringeable? Dan McCoy. What do you think? I I'm sure I I could find it in my heart to binge it, but I I it's not typically the kind of my kind of reality. Oh, shows. we got a cringe so it from Dan. Cringeable. Elliot. I feel I'm torn because I don't. It's not. Yeah, it's not my kind of show. But like, I'm friends of the friends of the host. So like you know, it's yeah, that's uh, true. Sarah, Nikki. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, her old, her old, uh, her old co-host uh, Sarah Schaefer is a friend of mine and also neighbor of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's not like Sarah's hosting the show. So you know what? I'm gonna say it's dirigible. It's floating wow, above me. I okay. just can't reach it. Don't know how to get to it. <laughs> okay, next program we got another one of these reality shows. That's right, Wipeout. Wipeout. What is that? What happens? What, is show? that where they? Is that the one where they knock people into pools? Yes. Like okay. just solely pools, or do they knock people into other things? Well, they knock uh, them from, I mean, from a great height. Yeah. yeah. Well, like not that great a height. That's <laughs> I mean, the height's not that great. Let's not give it so too much is credit. That it's not like Alexander. Or like, is it just not people being knocked into pools, or is there no? They got like stuff. They do a thing, and if they don't do it, they fall in a pool. Or I haven't yeah. seen it. I don't know. Uh, do they get like knocked into like one of those grocery store arrangements of cans instead of a pool? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, doesn't sound like you guys uh, can come to a consensus no. as to whether or not it's bingeable or cringeable. So we're just going <laughs> to move on. Yeah. Frasier. <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> now you're Dan talking is about Frasier 
bingeable or cringeable. That's Being right. Rediscovered the story by of today's youth. The story like, of like an every... old podcaster, his weird brother, <laughs> and his cool dad. <laughs> I feel like every six years, a, gener- a new generation discovers Frasier for some reason. Uh-huh. There was, I, I think, I, I don't remember. I don't think I've told this story before, but I, I was working on a show. The last show I worked on before I moved to LA was this kids show on Netflix called The Who Was Show, and the writer's assistant on that show was a man and his mid-twenties, and he had uh-huh. just discovered Frasier, and he would watch it and then come in the next day wanting to talk about the episode he watched. <laughs> and I'd be like, sorry, dude, I watched it 15 years ago. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. There's there's a uh, there's like a Twitter account that just posts screenshots of Frasier staring outside of his apartment window and replacing the backdrop with uh, scenes from video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's very entertaining. Uh, uh I mean, I remember liking it at the time very much. I mean, I'm sure like any uh, old sitcom, there are parts of it that have not uh, weathered the, the age as well, but I'm sure it's bingeable. I worry that too much Frasier talk on this podcast is going to infringe on the McElroy's uh, copyright on discussing Frasier on a next uh, podcast. Did they copyright that? Is that a... <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess uh, we'll... Okay, everybody just hit stop on this podcast and drag it and drop it in the garbage. Yeah, just throw it in the in the Fraser Fraser can. Okay, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say bingeable, well written show. David Hyde Pierce is amazing. I saw him in the Broadway show Curtains, and he was delightful. So yeah, I'm gonna go with that. So, it's not a flophouse episode John, unless Elliot drops some bullshit on us. John, uh, the late John Mahoney, I also saw in a show at the Paper Mill Playhouse in New Jersey. He was also great. So that's and you know okay. what? I saw Jane Leaves in a show of Monty Python material. At the uh, was the town hall theater in New York, so I've seen most of the cast of that show on wow. stage. Well, so yeah, ca- go binge it. You gotta catch them all, though, Elliot. You yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't seen Kelsey. I haven't seen the Kels. Yeah, you haven't gone to one of his upstate New York uh, grocery store appearances <laughs> where he sells his Freedom Beer or whatever the no, fuck I haven't, he's doing I haven't right done now. That. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish I'd idiot. caught him earlier in his political uh, career. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Book of Kels is not one that uh, I really want to read rough. right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one more. That's, we that's got- some bad grammar. Let me we- tell you. <laughs> Oh, fuck. But still, separate the art from the artist. Go ahead and watch. I mean, I mean, go ahead and watch Sure. The, sorry, I'm just reeling the the book of Kels that almost <laughs> you almost flew that one under the radar. But I'm saying I, that was just that was just for the Celtic fans, the audience. Yeah, All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, la- last program, bingeable or cringeable? Columbo. Oh, oh, very bingeable. We so, we we've been watching. Some of it actually in lockdown. It's super bingeable, but I have to say, and this is going to sound like I'm biting the hand that feeds it because people send me a lot of Columbo material on Twitter, and uh-huh. I and I'm very happy about it. Uh-huh. But I feel like at this point, Columbo is reaching that level where it's so beloved that I start feeling a knee jerk reaction to not like it anymore, which is all inside of me, which is bad because it is a great show, and I love Peter Falk in it, obviously, and all the guest stars. It's a snapshot of Hollywood at the time, but. Uh, I guess I'm looking for the sh- what's the what's the I'm the kind of guy who's like what's the Columbo type show that only I, I know about and nobody else mm-hmm. is telling me about it. That's the kind of jerk I am. Kolchak the Night Stalker. No, I don't want to watch Kolchak. It's, okay. it's never That's as good as scary, I want it to be. Yeah. No, it's too scary. It's too scary. I can't sleep at night scary. when I watch yeah, Cold Check. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Darren McGavin, look out for that mummy. <laughs> no, I'm just. Yeah, I'm always. Like, I have my. I have my blanket <laughs> over my head because I, I don't want Darren McGavin to come into my room at night and scare me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was bingeable or cringeable. Let's move on to the final segment of the night. That's right. We are doing. Uh, we are doing dinner and a show. Brought to you by Hulu. So, uh, <laughs> is it? This, no, but it's not really brought to you by Hulu. Not technically, but I mean, I mean, we have a sponsor, Squarespace, but please patronize them. They're paying us. Hulu true. is not paying us, you know. 
Uh, so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to Have list you guys the- tried that new Hulu hoop? It's a it's a it's a toy for kids that has like one show you're really into, and then that show drops off the the service, and you're about to cancel it, and then oh, another wow. show you like comes on. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to list take the name that, of, that a, Hulu. Uh, of a Hulu. Hulu original program, and you're going to tell me uh, it, when you're settling in for the night to watch this program, and what meal you would either order or make to go along with that show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Elliot. Uh, Elliot is quite a gourmand, and Dan uh, loves to make some bread and whatnot. So hopefully, we'll get some uh-huh. exciting answers here. I've had Dan's whatnot. whatnot. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. So the first program is Deadbeat. You don't remember it? There were three seasons, thirty-six episodes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Something with Dead beets. Beat. Something with beets in it, like a beet salad, maybe. It's a uh, Super American Supernatural comedy series. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember that one. That's the one. Is that the one where they had the ads all over New York where there's kind of like a sad guy with a beard holding a balloon that looked like a ghost? Yes, I think that's correct. <laughs> okay, yeah. I never saw the show, but I, I remember the ads for it. Yeah, something with beets. Oh, okay. Because also the beet juice looks like blood, so it's horary. Uh You got anything to add here, Dan? Uh, just make sure those beets are dead before you eat them. Oh yeah, you don't want them grabbing onto the inside of your throat as they go down, trying mm-hmm. to trying to kill you before <laughs> yeah. you can kill them. Sure. That was a uh, uh, that was an outtake from the movie Old Boy, where they went to a restaurant <laughs> that serves live beets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next next uh, next one is Devs. Devs. Oh, that's the show where I refused to watch it because I couldn't figure out what it was about ahead of it's time. About developers, I assume. Is that uh, with Nick Offerman, right? Uh, written and created, written and directed by Alex Garland. Hmm. Oh, Science fiction thriller. Right. Nick Offerman is in it. Yeah. Right, the Alex Garland thing. That was mm-hmm. back when I was going through a phase when I wanted to know a little bit about the show before I started watching them, and I couldn't find anything about what was what Devs was about. Uh, so I would probably, I'd probably stir fried chicken. Yeah, it's the best. And uh, I guess if it's an Al- Alex Garland show, I would serve like a single grape inside a an ice cube. Oh, because it would be sort of cold and austere and mm-hmm. mysterious. Mm. Yeah, little yeah. little high concept. I like this. Uh, okay, I'm still, I'm still gonna go with fried chicken. Yeah. Uh, we're we're moving we're moving a little bit closer to more modern, so maybe you guys have a better chance of having seen. Yeah, these these old, these old old shows like Devs, which is what three years old. Come on, forget <laughs> about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we are. How about the Hulu original Doll Face? Doll Face. Now, does this have anything to do with Doll Man versus demonic toys? <laughs> it unfortunately does Just not. His face. I knew you were going to ask Just his face. <laughs> Just the face of Doll Man, yeah. He's I think I'm gonna, I haven't seen it. I'm going to go fried chicken, I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to say fried chicken <laughs> okay, for this one. Okay, yeah. that's a surprise, but I'm you know. I'm going to have some soup. <laughs> okay. Uh, what Just kind of soup, Dan? What's like a, you're, you're, you're a maker of soups. What's, what's, uh, what's a go-to soup for Dan McCoy? You know what's good? You get a Tuscan bean soup. You put some uh, sausage in there, some white beans, some oh, kale. Wow. Maybe throw a hunk of Parmesan in. What? Just throw it right in there. Chuck it. it in. I, I, oh, imagine, yeah. I imagine you're, you're sitting down with Audrey for dinner and you go, hey, do you want a hunk in your soup? And you hold up the Parmesan, but then you dip your own hand in. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did you it's do that bit. for real? Dan, did you do that? <laughs> and she says, please I, pour me a new bowl of soup. Did you do that for real? Your hand was There's in nothing in the rule book that says I can't. I can't believe you did that. For real? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That's crazy. For real? Okay, so uh, we got one last one. We're, this is ripped from the headlines. One last one. Why the last man? Now, what headline is that ripped from? The headline of <laughs> new show on Hulu. <laughs> the headline of Why the Last Man adapted finally, for television. Finally show, adapted. They finally made it. <laughs> they did it. The, this the, version doesn't have, uh, what, who are they going to have in it for, at one point? Deuce Bigelow? What's his name? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's supposed to. He was like I don't believe like that was ever the case. What? Some sort of comedy version of this at one point? Really? That would be uh, a very me, different story. Let me look story. it up. Uh, Maybe he you... was going to play the monkey. I don't know. <laughs> did you guys did you guys read the uh the comic book? It's based on a uh, comic book. I read the yeah. whole comic book. I have not yet seen the show. Okay. I only read the the first uh trade and did not like it. I like that you series. You know what? I think well, I, I'm a fucking curmudgeon when it comes to that shit. That's true. You are a curmudgeon. So, I think I'm confusing a few things. I think that there was a movie that had basically the same premise that was a comedy Version Are you thinking of the hot Rob chick, Schneider Dan? <laughs> attached to. Are you thinking of Deuce Bigelow, Last Man on Earth? And then, uh, I don't know. I know that some there was some weird version of it that it's, you know. I mean, they've been like working a, on it for years, so that makes yeah. sense. But it's finally here, and you know what? Nothing goes better with uh, dystopia than big, big plate of fried chicken. Let's go oh, for okay. it. Okay, a big Let's plate of fried chicken. There. Okay, yeah. so uh, Elliot is uh, doing fried chicken. Dan, what are you going to bring to this I'm meal? Gonna, we're going to have a Swanson Hungry Why the Last Man Dinner. <laughs> oh, okay. What's yeah. uh, what's the feature there? Is it meatloaf? Is it a... Uh... Fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. Okay. Okay. Fried chicken across the board. Okay, guys. That's what I would want if I was the last man. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I'm glad that segment, went, I feel like that was the strongest segment. I'm glad I saved it for the very end. Yeah, uh, I'm too, Stu. This is, yeah. uh, this has been uh, another Stu, rousing. If any, of the se- if any of the segments weren't strong, it was only contestant error. It was not at all <laughs> yeah, a yeah, matter of the 100%. operator of the, of the, oh, of the games you. or the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the careful mousetrap that I've created in with this episode. So, uh, yeah. Uh, who, who, for, knew, who knew when you asked, who knew when you asked two professional television writers about what they thought about current shows they would not know any of them pretty much <laughs> like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, is there tv what is that <laughs> is uh is after mash still on the air <laughs> yeah yeah and if you were to ask me i'd be like do cutscenes in video games count as shows <laughs> yeah, they, why, why no emmys for mass effect what's going on <laughs> i mean that's i mean if it's andromeda i get it <laughs> Uh, so this has been, uh, two boy, two boy talking, uh, tube to two dudes tonight. That's right. Uh, which is a part of the Flophouse podcast. The Flophouse is on the Maximum Fun Network. And I don't know, I think we're still part of the Maximum Fun block party, which is a great time, obviously, to pick up a new show. If you're a new listener, I'm sorry. I don't know why you're still listening. Uh, maybe you are folding laundry and just forgot to hit stop. Um, the, uh, forgot. (laughs) There was something I was going to do relating to sound. Let me check my to-do list laundry i did that okay yeah, yeah, yeah. uh post office yeah somebody's uh, folding laundry podcast away in anger that's the thing i <laughs> oh, forgot that's, yeah. that's what i haven't done yet well that's a, and they're like okay like uh i don't like this show but it's uh, they said it's a mini it's gonna be wrapping up soon 40 it's, minutes <laughs> it's probably no more than 10 minutes long at the most at the most to earn the name mini <laughs> 
yeah, so we're on the Maximum Fun Network. There's a ton of really great shows. If you like this for some reason, there's probably much better shows for you to listen to. Uh, thank you to our producer, Alex. At a certain Alex. point, I think we might be doing ourselves a disservice by underselling so much. Oh, but, uh, I mean, that's it's this false humility that I like to adopt. You know, normally. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When, uh, when the, I didn't know you were adopting. When the microphones. <laughs> 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 Chico marks everybody. <laughs> uh yeah, when the when the microphones are off, I uh I am prone to fits of grandiose hubris where oh, yeah. I as soon as, run as soon around as my the, apartment in this bathrobe. <laughs> as soon as the recording is over, money around. He still just goes, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, best yeah. ever. And he and he throws a big after party in a warehouse somewhere, like after every taping of SNL. Uh-huh. Yep, that's me. Oh wow. Uh, thank you to Alex Smith for uh, making this episode sound great. And like all the episodes, I've been Stuart Wellington for the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy for the Flophouse. I've been Ellie Kalin from the Flophouse. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.